the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. Did you see the gonzo crazy over-the-top cocaine bear this weekend? If you did, tell him his mother's looking for him. I will be here all day. Do not worry about that. Good morning and back to work. NASDAQ up 9.7% for the year. SP 500 up 3.8% for the year. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down roughly about 1% for the year. 10-year Treasury sits at a starting to get problematic 3.9% level. It seems as it drifts down to 3.6, the stock market rallies as it Gets to around 4%, the market stalls. Oil for the year, $76 a barrel, down almost 5% for the year. That is anti-inflationary, disinflationary. It is a good place to be for the long-term pace investor. Baseball games are getting shorter, shorter and shorter. The more things change, the more they stay the same. No, baseball games are getting shorter. It's that weird pitch clock count thing that they have this year that I think a lot of people are going to have commentary on for the foreseeable future, especially when baseball season starts. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Um, Interesting, but not crazy interesting. Over the weekend, we saw a lab report uh, or lab leak debate heat back up on COVID that it did maybe come from a Chinese laboratory. Still nothing conclusive, but the report out of the Energy Department of the United States said that there is a lab leak theory that has low confidence that this is is coming from the lab. Still no consensus, but it does show you pretty interesting how wars can be fought in the future. There'll be more books about countries generating viruses labs and it got out of control that's why we have zombies yet again twitter's cutting even more jobs elon musk laid off at least 200 workers on saturday night s-a-t-u-r-d-a-y night you're fired so that's about 10 percent of the 2000 employees still left at twitter when musk bought the company there were 7500 now we're down to 1800 Believe it or not, if he were to put that up for sale, but he's ruined it so badly with his failed attempts at verification, name verification, and Facebook came along and copied it beautifully. Um, and Facebook is like, hey, you want more impressions? If you're a business, get verified. 10 bucks a month. We're going to use a government ID. Uh, then Twitter did the, uh, they just, they botched it. No ID required. So I could register as GM and I could go beep, beep, I'm a car. And the GM's like, but you're not the GM. I'm like, I got the check mark. So Twitter's having some problems, in my opinion. 
the whole blue Twitter blue verification subscription service is it's not. But again, having cut all those people. If he were to go public again, it would be interesting. Again, but the advertising and the subscription has been mucked, so I, I wouldn't. I'm not thinking that in any way, shape, or form. Careful what you say. Dilbert's dropped by major newspapers. The workplace satire comic strip was pulled from the Washington Post, USA Today, and other major papers after creator Scott Adams made racist comments last week. On his YouTube live stream, Adams said that white people should get the hell away from black Americans, whom he called a hate group. When asked by the Washington Post how many newspapers he expects will still carry his comic, he said by Monday, probably around zero. Well, at least he had a good sense to know that. Um, I'm not passing any judgment. I'm not saying like I it's just we have a crazy cancer cancel culture. So crazy. Watch what you say right now. Uh, Nothing is in jest. And it's I'm not it sounds like I'm defending him. I'm not. (laughs) I'm trying to defend my kids and say, you know, careful. Look what happened to him. He's Dilbert. He's got a comic strip that made these uh, newspapers lots of money. Um, so that's out there for sure. Student loan forgiveness is on the docket on Tuesday. The Supreme Court's going to begin hearing oral arguments over President Biden's student loan forgiveness program, which is being challenged by six GOP-led states. A ruling due later this year could have far-reaching consequences for a presidential's power to make rules unilaterally. Since the court is more than conservative at this point in time, it's expected uh, not to survive. This week's slate of earnings is about retail. It's a good week in uh, stocks. Because we get Target, we get Dollar Tree, we get Macy's, we get Kroger. And that's going to give us an update on the health of the American consumer. New month, new alert. March arrives on Wednesday. And St. Patrick's Day, March Madness, Ted Lasso, Season 3. Extra day of sunlight. Extra hour of sunlight, not extra day. Congress gets back to work following a break. Tesla is holding its investor day on Wednesday. Lots to think about. Jake Paul lost his first match as a pro boxer in a split decision with Tommy Fury. I don't know what to say to that other than an influencer. I was asking my kid, um, I know there's a Jake Paul and there's a Logan Paul. I'm like, which one's what happened? He's like, oh, Logan's the one that got into trouble for the dead bodies in Japan. Or he went to a kind of a, uh, what do you call it? Not a ghost spot, but a spiritual spot, maybe. And he kind of defiled the dead by putting them on video. Um, it's a forest in Japan where a lot of young people hang themselves. And it's kind of creepy as heck. Um, but, I, but I was having my kid explain the difference between Logan Paul and Jake Paul. And he could, I said, Logan was the guy who kind of got canceled. He says, I ah, don't worry about him. He's got this prime drink. I'm like, what's prime? So everyone has energy drinks, just like everyone has vodkas and everyone has tequilas. And Logan Paul's got a very, very successful um, rehydration drink. And when I say successful, it's like black market level kind of stuff. There's certain flavors that people are not fighting over, but bidding up. Fans of the Turkish soccer team, uh, Bakatakos. Threw toys on the field as a donation to children affected by the earthquakes. That's quick. That's when you see that. That's amazing. 
Do you see the uh, mother bald eagle that stayed on her, her nest covered in snow up to her neck, staying on top of her baby eggs? I'm like, that's the definition of mom up to your neck in snow. And it's not moving. Nokia is refreshing its logo for the first time in almost six decades. I know it's not a big part of what we do, but you should look at a company's logo and just go, huh? Um, it's part of the branding. It's part of the reason why we invest because we believe in the brand of the company. Just throwing that down there. I love a good study of logos. My favorite sports logo of all time is the Hartford Whalers. Uh, a lot going on there. Warner Brothers sued Paramount Global for allegedly breaching a $500 million South Park licensing deal. The two signed in 2019. Lots going on. Big seminar coming up. I hope to see you March 11th in Lafayette at the Lafayette Park. It's going to be an event on working to retire, living your life. It is all about that years 50 to 75. That's the ideal candidate for the event. Um, CFP and EP Wealth Advisor Stephanie Richmond will join us at the Lafayette Park Hotel Saturday, March 11th, 10 to noon. You can register for the event at Rob Black Show. That's Rob Black Show. Dot com. It's Saturday, March 11th, 10 to noon. Going to cover retiring early, Social Security, health care costs, income gaps, roadblocks, and much, much more. Sign up at robblackshow.com. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. Let's go around the league. America's 401k millionaires have plunged by a third. Boy, I didn't know we were that fragile. America's ranks. Of the 401k members, the 401k millionaire jacket club. You know how on Saturday Night Live, you're on five times, you get a jacket as the host. Same thing in America. If you hit the 401k millionaire status, you get a jacket. But 32% of people's 401k savings fell under 1 million during the year 2021. So now there's only 299,000 Americans that say they can have 1 million in their 401k. It's down for 442000 in 2021. The average 401k balance dropped 20% last year, reducing the typical employee nest egg to $103,900. Not enough to retire. You want 10 to 20 times your salary. I know you're saying, let me do the math there, Rob. So if you make a millionaire... You want me to have 10 million? Kind of. It depends on your budget. It depends on your other assets, but you want that 401k to be as fat as possible when you stop working at 65. Elsewhere around the league, Snap launched AI chatbot powered by OpenAI's GPT. Now, okay, you got me. I'm going to look at the stock price in just a second because I feel that this is a little bit of a pile on. Snap announced dates rolling out an open AI powered chatbot named MyAI with Snapchat Plus subscribers. It will kind of be similar to Microsoft's Bing. It can recommend gifts, weekend plans, or recipes. Okay, okay. Um, I think Snap is a fun application. Snap has had a lot of problems um, as a company identifying itself. Uh, it's trying to identify itself as a camera company. Now they're a AI company on recommending gifts. 
you're like, really? What's next? Where are we going with this? How can we pin this one down? Um, and you saw what happened to Microsoft's market cap after they introduced an AI version of Bing, where it can quite seriously cut into Google's ability to make money on search if there's another better search provider out there that gets more direct and correct results for its subscribers or users. And in the end, we're talking about a subscription model that's going to be pretty effective here. So is Snapstock moving today on the news that they have an AI bot like Microsoft did after they announced their chatbot GPT? The answer is no. Snap man. Evan Spiegel. If you ever read his profile or his bio, it's a crazy one. And um, just a very confident young man. Snap stock a year ago. Wow. Was $76 back in August of 2021. Now it's $10. In August 2021, what were we doing? We're all staying inside and taking funny pictures of our faces with masks on. And Snap was like getting a good chuckle. I didn't know it got that high. That got out of control. So at the start of the pandemic, which I, I kind of in my head say March 2020, um, it was a $17 stock. Then it went whoop, all the way to $76. And then it's gone whoop, all the way down to $10. Talking about a full return, right? Um, so it, it, could AI help? Yeah, it's it's certainly going to be implemented, whether we want it to or not going forward. So America's losing 401k millionaires. Snap uses AI chatbot, doesn't move the stock. Elsewhere out there, a 65-year-old man enrolled in Medicare with a Medigap plan will need to stash away $166,000 for medical expenses. Interesting. A woman needs to stock away $197,000 for medical expenses because she's old. She lives longer than a man who's 65, two 65 year old people, one man, one woman. The woman needs more. That's certainly a woman's issue in my mind. It's certainly a man's issue. My dad left my mother 25 years before she did. She lived 25 years as a widow. BMW launched its demonstration fleet of hydrogen cars that use fuel cells from Toyota. I think this is an interesting story of why hasn't hydrogen become more embraced? There's certain places where it will make more sense. Like I think the mountains versus what uh, electric vehicles do. So the BMW iX5 hydrogen uses fuel cell made from Toyota. It's got a top speed of 112 miles per hour. They're only making a hundred of them at BMW. The tanks can be filled in three to four minutes. It's got a range of 313 miles, very similar to um, electric vehicles right now. But electric vehicles lose range in cold weather and in mountains, uh, up and down hills. So this week, the Supreme Court. Oh, one more story I want to hit before I hit the Supreme Court. First at-home combination test for COVID and flu authorized by the FDA. More diagnostics are coming to your home, and I think that's a good thing, not a bad thing. If you, Junior's in, in bed, is he faking it, or does he actually have flu and needs to stay home from school? I like that. Combining tests, I like that. Supreme Court's going to hear Biden's student loan forgiveness arguments this week. Nine justices are going to consider two legal challenges. Long before the president acted, Republicans had criticized loan forgiveness as a handout to well-off college graduates. 
They also argue that the president does not have the power to forgive consumer debt on his own, even though the president has forgiven debt to airlines on a pretty regular basis in our history. So why the corporate bailout and not necessarily the citizen bailout? There's no president in precedent in the United States history for any kind of sweeping debt forgiveness that the White House has promised. Uh, but banks and airlines have been bailed out by the government. Canceling a large share of education debt is necessary for some people to think, how do we get these borrowers to become spenders to help into the economic system and not become having to pay off debt forever and ever. The problem I have with loan forgiveness is it still doesn't fix the problem. Colleges charge way too much money for a four-year education. It's getting more and more expensive every year, faster than the rate of inflation. I don't see how parents stay on top of it, to be honest with you. Um, I see the... I don't want to advocate for this, but I, I, if my kids were to go blue collar and become electricians or plumbers, I would love it. One. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm not going to say I would love it. I have to let them do what they want, but I feel there's a lot of pressure for them to get to an Ivy league school, um, where I live. There's a lot of pressure on going to a prestigious top 20 school. I, I don't have that pressure. And I think America needs a lot more jobs than just tech jobs and, and white collar jobs. Um, and I think there's going to be a little bit of a movement towards blue collar training. Um, I would be proud of my kid was a police officer or a teacher. I'm proud of my kid. If he were uh, a veterinarian assistant or a vet, I'm not sure which one's more important than the other going forward, but we need those people in our economy and they're going to make more money. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Big event coming up September, uh, March 11th in Lafayette. Learn more about it at robblackshow.com. Don't want to work forever? Check out the retirement planning guide on robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth. I promise I'll never be the, the clown prince of Wall Street. That's saved for Jim Cramer. When I call him the clown prince, I actually I actually like him. I just think he tries to take on too much and promise too much to too little. I think he hurts people. Let's talk about some things that can help you. And when I say I will never be the clown prince, I'll never go like, bye, 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 bye. Like, that's just not me. Some things that are on my mind, the house price crash in the United States. If housing prices were to fall for three years in a row. It's going to sap up a lot of buying power in for the world. A lot of Americans feel fat and rich off their home. The British and the United States have property markets that have had big runs. England's going through a much bigger contraction than the United States. Um, but in major city, prices are now falling in absolute terms. In San Francisco in the United States, many of the tech layoffs are concentrated. They're down about... Um, seven plus percentage points this year in Oakland, about four and a half plus percentage points. Sales have dropped. Prices are still way too high. A house is as worth as much as you think it is. I'm not a big fan of realtors who say things like housing always goes up. It doesn't always go up. And those two or three years that it goes down, a lot of people can go bankrupt. It's really important you buy as much of a house as you need and not more. 
there was something that struck me. California's getting hit by a lot of snowstorms, and there was a bald eagle that got mo- that refused to move um, and got buried under snow all the way up to her neck. Her head was the only thing uh, poking out. She was protecting her eggs during a storm. And I think that's the coolest thing I've seen this week. What an image. Um, of note, there's a pullback in treasury yields. Again, as we move towards 4%, the market gets stuck and starts to look at valuation at three and a half percent. The market seems to rally. Unfortunately, it's expected the Fed's going to raise 50 basis points at their next meeting. There's buying on a weakness this week following last week's disappointing finish. The S&P 500 is maintaining a position above its 200 day moving average. There's strength today in the mega cap stocks. China is interesting. I was uh, doing a lot of research on China this weekend. I know, fun. Um, They're going to have a historic problem after a recent historic day. They have to figure out how to care for 400 million people over the age of 60 by the year 2040. It's so far off to a rough start. But January 17th was a historic day for China. When I saw that headline, I'm like, what went on? After decades of styling itself as a powerhouse of unfettered growth, the country revealed that its population had declined for the first time since the 1960s. When you have 1.4 billion people and the population is shrinking, it means it's also aging fast. If you're one of those people that thinks China is going to be the world leader in the economy, I don't think so. They're running into a problem that Japan ran into. By 2040, China is going to have over 400 million people over the age of 60, more people than in the entire United States. A national insurance scheme is currently in trial stage. The only developing nation in the world growing old before it gets rich, China needs to figure out how to pay for elderly care fast. Average American male, 65 years old in the United States, will spend $166,000 in um, medical expenses. The average woman, because she lives longer, will need 197000 I bring that up because I want you to expect that. If you're a married couple, you're both 65, you're looking at $300,000 plus of medical care expenses. So when I tell you a million dollars isn't enough to retire on, it's not. For most people. Again, you can go to Tonga. You can probably go to Arkansas. I want to go to be a a dentist in retirement in Arkansas because you only have to clean one tooth. (laughs) I know you're saying that was the worst one I've ever heard out of you. Yes. It's literally called a toothbrush, not a teeth brush in Arkansas. Shut up. Trash. Trash is treasure. Benjamin Franklin said that death and taxes are the only two certainties in the world. There's a third one. It's garbage. Garbage. The pile up is endless. I was doing a little work over the weekend at Waste Management. It's got a market cap of $62 billion in Republic Services. They've got a market cap of $40 billion. Then there's a $35 billion Waste Connections. After that, I can't think of any other garbage plays. Waste Management, ticker symbol WM, Republic Services, RSG, Waste Connections, WCN. Now, the only way I would ever, ever come close to giving you any sort of investment advice on the air is to say, hey, one man's garbage is another man's you know, treasure. Sure. That's not enough. You have to do homework on this. It's, I have homes, two homes. 
And both of them have trash servers. And I wouldn't know what to do without it. And every month I have to pay. And every month I have to assume, as an average man right now, they're probably going to make money. I don't know if you're with me or against me on this one, but they're probably going to make money or they're going to figure out how to make money. So is it my favorite stock? No. Is it something I'm thinking about for the long-term patient investor? Hey, Waste Management's a good name. When you take a look at it over the last five years, it's gone from $82 a share to $150 a share. That's nice. It does have a very high valuation and a small dividend of 1.8%. When you take a look at a max chart that goes all the way back to 1990, it basically does nothing but goes up. Now, there was a period in 99 um, where it went down. Bad management? I don't know. I don't remember. It certainly wasn't that the internet's going to uh, eliminate waste. But if you take out that one bad stretch on the stock, which, which was pretty enormous, it went you know from $56 a share down to $13 a share. So they were buying a lot of mom and pop companies. They probably had debt issues. But since 1988, it's gone from $17 a share all the way to $152 a share. Think about it. Are you ever going to cancel your garbage contract? Big event coming up in Lafayette, 10 a.m. to noon, Saturday, March 11th. So it's right around the corner. It's about retirement, all the moving parts, um, at least 500,000 investable assets. This is ideal for you. Income gaps, pension savings, roadblocks, goals, retirement, Social Security. Can you retire early? I may be forced to retire early at some point. I want that question answered. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. Sign up for the event at robblackshow.com. This interview featured on The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more at robblack.com. I like taking notes over the weekend. And one of the cuter notes that I gave myself to talk about this week was the reacceleration risk. What is the reacceleration risk? Stocks and other risk assets continue to pull back as the threat of inflation acceleration pushed bond yields higher last week. Hotter than expected inflation reading, tech sectors, next earnings victims. Um, there's a lot to concern about, to fret about, to wring towels about the reacceleration risk. Right now, the jobs are holding up. There's no recession. Inflation is holding up as well. And what can create a recession would be the Federal Reserve raising 50 basis points. Would that push us towards a recession and push us towards it? Does it mean it's going to happen? So far, no. But instead of doing a 25 basis point cut, many are expecting on Wall Street back to the 50 basis points. Well, keep in mind we're at 75, 75, 75 down to 25. Now we're talking about 50. It means we're looking at 5% interest rates. And that's pretty good if you're a saver. It's a pretty bad thing if you're an investor. Because a lot of money is saying, you know what? I don't need to invest in companies that are losing money, or I don't need to invest in companies that have big valuations. I can get 5% at a bank. So some money is going to go from growth into value. Let's talk a little bit. I want to kind of promote. I want to push the idea about an event coming up. I recently had a talk with Stephanie Richmond about the September. Uh, now, why am I doing that? September 11. Oh, it's March 11. That's weird. 
I tripped up once on that and I keep falling back on it. Um, big event coming up in March, March 11th, Saturday. Let's talk to Stephanie Richmond about that right now. Joining me now, Stephanie Richmond, EP Wealth Regional Director in Northern California. She and I will be doing an event together from working to retire to living your life. It's going to be a two-hour event Saturday, March 11th, 10 a.m. to noon at the Lafayette Park Hotel. Stephanie, let's talk a little bit about retirement because that's an area of your expertise. How did the pandemic change retirement? Because in my world, the stock market, when I talk about it on air, there's pre-pandemic, there's pandemic, there's it lasted a little bit longer, and then there's going to be post-pandemic comparisons. What's going on in the retirement world? Uh, good question, Rob, and, and thank you for having me today. You know, during the pandemic, which you know some might say is still going on, others might say is, has now ended, depends on who you talk to, um, people had uh, an opportunity that basically think about their lives in, you know, in, in a deep fashion, right? And what a lot of folks who were close to retirement decided to do was indeed retire. In fact, 2 million people retired during the pandemic. Mm. And yeah, it was a pretty shocking number, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so what's, what, what happened was is they basically had a group, great chance to test it out. But what a lot of folks are finding now is they didn't necessarily like it. (laughs) So one of the things that we're seeing today is we're seeing a lot of those retirees, in fact, almost a third, are are going back to work. What what sort of problems does that present going back to work? Because again, we've talked in the past, you and I, about when you retire, you got to practice it a little bit. And I think the pandemic forced that decision on a lot of people. But are there challenges on going back to work? Because I kind of like the going back to work angle and having cash flow coming in, especially in retirement years until I'm really, really sure that I'm done. That's an interesting question, Rob, because I would almost have thought you would have asked, you know, were there challenges in actually retiring? You know, so maybe I'll start there and then come back to the other um, because, you know, what I think a lot of people found is during the pandemic, while they may not have gone anywhere or done much of anything, right? And so therefore they were able to, you know, keep more money in the bank. One of the things that they lost was social connection, right? And having something to do. And so what we're seeing is people are generally now um, taking a good look at things as as things have opened up and they're going, wow, wait a minute, inflation, inflation has been a challenge, right? Yeah. Um, that, that's been eating into my savings. And oh my gosh, you know what? I frankly don't see many people during my day and I don't have any structure. And so one of the, what's driving people back to work in part is, yeah, my saving concern over my savings might not last as long. And then number two, um, I really like to be around other people. And number three, gosh, it's kind of nice to have um, a work schedule that I can count on to provide some structure in my life. And so I guess the challenge is, is, um, is not finding work so much anymore because we all know there's a lot of job openings out there. It's more, um, you know, do I have to go in? How many hours do I have to go in? And that's been a big adjustment for people. Sure, it has. Um, You brought up the word inflation, and I'm very basic at this kind of stuff. And you're very detail oriented as a certified financial planner with EP Wealth. (laughs) You've got access to software that costs thousands and thousands of dollars. 
Mm. Um, when for me with inflation, what happened was if it was 8% in 2022, I basically just upped my goal on retirement and said, Oh boy, I thought I was going to need a million. Now I need a million plus 8%. Or I thought I was going to need 2 million. Now I need 2 million plus 8%. Is that mm. a right way of thinking about it that suddenly the targets possibly changed because inflation was so much more aggressive or higher than historical numbers? You know, that's, a, that's, that's, that's interesting, Rob. Um, at first glance, it seems like it is the right way to think. Okay. Uh, uh, I really, I mean, most of us have had to, you know, put out, you know, lay out more cash just to buy groceries as, as all of us know. It's been sure. talked about all of us, but, but in terms of planning or thinking about your life going forward, remember most of us are going to be planning, not just for this year, but for many years. Um, to come. So, you know, the average retiree these days is living 20 to 25 years in retirement. So when looking ahead, um, we want to use a more moderate rate of inflation uh, in our planning. And so we at EP Wealth right now are using a rate of two and a half percent as an average annual rate of return. And yeah, you may thinking, oh my God, that's too low. But again, this is a rate that we're assessing, you know, we're using to assess your potential success in retirement over 20 to 25 years or longer. And if you want, one of the things we can do, though, just to make you, if you're the one doing the planning, Rob, make you feel better is we can put a higher rate in just to see how you'd fare. So we can do that as well. One of the things we've been doing is looking at 4% as a guide if you want to test that out. 130. Is that the whole Monte Carlo scenario? What you say I could put in a different rate? Is that kind of the right idea? Because I've never done a Monte Carlo simulation, but I hear all about it. (laughs) So, um, you know, Monte Carlo is an interesting thing. And by the way, I love Monte Carlo simulation because I feel like it takes the gamble out of what may happen in the future, right? Because it's a way of testing variable outputs or different things happening in the market or you know, how you'll fare if you give more to your grandkids or what have you. And one of the components of Monte Carlo analysis is inflation, right? But, but yeah, so Monte, so inflation plays into the Monte Carlo simulation Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, by putting in a higher rate, we can see how that would play out in the probability of your success using Monte Carlo. Thanks very much. If you want to meet Stephanie Richmond, she's a CFP and regional director at EP Wealth. We're going to be doing an event Saturday, March 11th from 10 to noon at the Lafayette Park Hotel from working to retire to live in your life. Some of the topics we're going to be hitting are income gaps, long term care, health care costs. I went through that with my mother. Not cheap. Roughly about $100,000 a year if you want quality of life. Retirement goals, roadblocks. What kind of retirement? Retiring early, retiring too soon, retiring too late. That and much, much more. You can find Stephanie Richmond at epwealth.com. Come meet her at the event in Lafayette Park Hotel, Saturday, March 11th, 10 to noon. Sign up at robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black, and thanks for the support. I'm going to be you're going to be rolling out a little bit more Stephanie Richmond audio to you in large part. She's a CFP. She's with EP Wealth. It's very similar to way Chad Burton is a CFP. He's with EP Wealth. I just want some different voices. Um, a couple of her CFPs that work in her region in Walnut Creek, Lafayette, um, are going to be on the show as well. Bronwyn Schoen is going to be on talking about um, taking off gap years and situations along those lines. I'm really excited about this seminar. <clears throat> it's coming up in under two weeks. Sign up today at robblackshow.com. Um, just a different voice. I'm really excited by it. <clears throat> and we're going to be handing out the newsletter that our company just put together for the 
recent quarter ending on what we see and what we like. So sign up at robblackshow.com. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, let's talk a little bit about Apple Watch. This is a crazy story, and I like it because it's going to be big. If you were to put rock, scissors, paper right now down, augmented reality headset coming later this year, it's going to be one version. It's going to be a very high-end pro version. It'll be announced at Apple's Worldwide Developer Day, uh, the big conference. But yeah, I think that's going to be big. But you know what's going to be bigger? It's starting to look like they've, they're starting to crack the code on checking for diabetes through the watch. With a laser that goes just under your skin, starts to hit some of the moisture in your skin and bounces back. And an, a fancy algorithm will tell you whether your blood sugar is doing well or poor. Um, that's going to be, I think, bigger than augmented reality in the first year. In the second and third year of augmented reality, um, that's when that business model should get some traction going for Apple uh, when they introduce a lower cost version of augmented reality and another second pro version. That looks like the roadmap at this time. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't forget, big event coming up Saturday. Uh, not Saturday. Oh, it is Saturday. Saturday, March 11th. Why am I so confused? Ah, it's Moon Day, March 11th. Um, sign up at robblackshow.com. For more information about EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.